Okie dokie. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Howdy. We're back. We're here, kind of. Yeah, we're both a little deliriously tired. Yeah. In a way. I just went to go get my sippy cup because I don't trust myself with an open glass where recording equipment is. Um, and then I was searching for the lid and the lid was on it. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> okay, I peace brought everything out here. Like I brought my laptop and then I was like, oh yeah, I need my phone. So I went back for my phone and then I was like, oh, I need the charger for the laptop. We're doing great over here. How you been, boo? Um, I've been better than the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Last week, like I kind of opened up a little bit more about what had been causing me to feel low. Yeah, um, talking about it helps. Yeah, and then just like time, things are like average. I was listening, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, you were like, work's just average. And I was like, I think that's what I'm going to say this week. <laughs> it's just like, average. Life just feels average right now. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have a ton of highs, but I don't have a ton of lows. Today's like an anomaly for yeah. the past week. Just cruising on by. Yeah, how about you? Um, I'm pretty good. I had a very festive weekend of Aries birthdays safely celebrating of course as much as we can um and I feel like I'm still catching up on rest but at the same time having a really hard time sleeping at night Mm -hmm. um so I've been like definitely sleeping in later than I'd like to to be productive but it absolutely doesn't help that it's 900 million degrees yeah right now. we have a santa Ana happening in san diego it was like 85 degrees today and it was 87 yesterday was the high when i looked Ugh, it's it, not fun and we live close to the beach like close to the water we're less than two miles from the ocean and it's that hot and so. it's usually about 65 here yeah <laughs> so we're not happy yeah it's way too hot yeah and i had to go for my run today because i skipped all my runs from like Wednesday on last week. So I'm trying to catch up because I have, as of recording today, 10 days until my race. And I, I'm feeling like if I skip races, it's just going to make me fall behind and not feel fully prepared. So I'm trying to stay on top of it, but it was so hot. I got started really late. I literally got done running and pretty much sat down to record um, <laughs> so that's where I'm at. So the sacrifices Ashley is doing for your listening pleasure. Today. I'm like massaging my feet. <laughs> They're really sore right now. But I had to wait because it was so hot earlier. Yes, okay. Sophie. It's because I made eye contact with her. I should have. <laughs> I literally looked at her and I was like, God, she's going to bark. You're now. not supposed to look the idol in the eye. <laughs> I, know, I, need, I need like a little blinder. She always finds my eye. Yeah. You can like feel her staring at you. I feel her like in the middle of the night, just like wake up and stare at me. And I'm like, what do you want? And then she'll, she'll go down her little ramp and get a drink of water. And then oh my I'm like, oh, that's why she woke up. But I like wake up with her. It's weird. We're too synced up. You're psychically connected with your dog. connected. I can always tell when something's wrong with her. She hasn't pooped yet today, so... I almost just spit out my Gatorade. You literally almost just spit take. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would have been We're worried bad. about Ashley breaking the <laughs> spilling. I am pretty good. Uh, work has randomly kind of picked up in weird ways, not necessarily like super monetarily gainful yet. 
But yeah, other than that, I don't want to jinx anything yet, but I sent over something that I worked really hard on for the last couple of weeks, and I'm really proud of it, mm-hmm. and it's something a little bit outside my comfort zone. Is this the thing that would be outside of the mortgage industry? Yeah. <laughs> That's super exciting. Um, so hopefully I will hear back soon about that. But when I clicked send, I was like, okay, well, it's out there. It's a big moment. I am, I'm going to just ask for what I want and go after it. And the worst thing that they can say is no. And I'm in the exact same place that I am already. Mm-hmm. So the best thing that can happen is they say yes. And I potentially have a dream job. Yeah. Um, but. Like I said, I I'm not jinxing it. Um, but we also want to put that energy out into the world that you do deserve it. Mm-hmm. And that it's something that you want. Because the universe is listening to you. Yeah. So Listen to our podcast episode, Manifesting Queens. <laughs> Manifesting Queens. the airplane flies over us. <laughs> you can probably hear. For the plane. Uh, oops, I just said our location. You might want to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you. I literally forgot. I just saw it pop up in my email. I registered us for a podcast expo in August. What? Yeah. So where? How? Well, it, in person, it's in Nashville, but they're doing it virtually. And I was like, I figured it would make more sense to do it virtually because we don't really know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's like three days. And like if we can't attend like live things, we get like the recordings of all of the different panels and stuff that they do. Ooh. So I'm really excited about that. That's awesome. Yeah. Catch us in Nashville, maybe. Yeah. Virtually super, or in person. Super excited. Manifesting queens. Literally. Are you reading, listening to, watching anything exciting worth mentioning? Well, I am. I did start watching something today, but it's related to our topic. So I'm going to hold off. We're going to talk about it during. OK, um, but I haven't honestly been watching any like new shows. It's really frustrating for me. Like nothing sounds good. I feel like you go through shows super fast, though. Like when you I do, do I, find something, you're done in like a day. Yeah. And I already rewatched Teen Wolf. <laughs> like I watch. <laughs> you do that like once a year. I, yeah. That Buffy and Orphan Black. Yeah. Once a year. Those are my three shows. So I'm already done with Teen Wolf. But That's um, so funny. I have no new shows to watch, which is really annoying. I There are a lot of new things coming out mm-hmm. because I feel like everything they were allowed to start filming like at the end or middle of last year. So they're starting to release things. Yeah. Finally. <clears throat> um, and not like garbage TV shows. Yeah. But like Grey's. <laughs> I can't. Ke- Sorry, Grey's. You're disappointing me. I can't watch it anymore. Mm-hmm. Are, I'm going to say a spoiler for 15 seconds. So if you have not watched the last couple of episodes, <laughs> skip ahead. I'm not caught up, but I don't care. <laughs> they killed DeLuca. Did they really? They fucking killed DeLuca. Oh, my. they were giving him so many like uh, intense things. No fucking way. Like when they did His that, his storyline was, was getting like kind of interesting. His was the most interesting to me. Yeah. He was trying to save the girls that were being trapped. And he was like bipolar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why would they do that? So, so fucking stupid. Anyways, mm. okay. Wow. Spoiler done. Spoiler over. Um, yeah. But I, I did watch a movie that I highly recommend. Um, so I watched Godzilla vs. Kong. <laughs> I keep getting advertisements for this. It's so good. What? 
I'm shocked. Really? It's so it? good. Who's in it? Um, Alex Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, really? The real one. The real Bill. The, the real Eric? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the real Bill. But it's actually really good. I have never felt so much emotion for a CGI gorilla, giant gorilla <laughs> in my life. Oh, wow. It's actually really good. Where's it streaming? HBO Max. Gotcha. It's like one of the things. I don't think I'll watch it, but I definitely respect your opinion. Maybe, maybe. That's all that I would recommend at this yeah. point in my life. I have um, two books, two documentaries, and a show. Oh my gosh. Okay. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Well, I'm not done with either of the books or the show <laughs> yet, but they're, they're good. Uh, <laughs> so I'll start uh, with the show. Insecure. Have you seen it? Oh yeah. I watched it. I'm loving it. Yeah. Really it good. makes me laugh and it's really honest and I feel like it's very authentic and I've been loving the soundtrack as well. Yeah. Uh, I was just running to the songs from that. It's just great. Great writing. Anyway, just the episode that when they went to Coachella had me dying. It was hilarious. Hilarious because I miss festivals so much. And I went down a weird YouTube hole the other night, I think because I watched that episode of like people going to Burning Man. I was like, man, I really miss festivals. I really miss them. But they're never going to be the same. No, there are some that I've seen like are trying to like make a comeback. Yeah, but it's just not it's definitely not going to have the same kind of atmosphere and energy that we were lucky enough to experience yeah and I just don't know that I would personally attend one I also heard that Warp Tour is gonna be back in 2022 oh well we we might have to do that (laughs) we me and Victoria got to go to the last Warp Tour quote-unquote the last Mm -hmm. um which apparently was bullshit all the merch is now null and void if they actually do that but it was so much fun yeah my birthday that was mm-hmm. the coolest thing one of the coolest things I've ever done on my birthday but um anyway yeah um festivals yeah. aside um there's two books uh I think I mentioned that I'd started this one already it's called luckiest girl alive by Jessica Knoll oh it's one that I gave you yeah you gave it to me and I've been working my way through it slowly because there's like some triggering material in there Mm -hmm. um and I took a little bit of a break to finish Midnight Sun like put all my time towards that so now that I'm done with that I picked back up and I knew I was about I was gonna like cross the threshold of like something insane happening Mm -hmm. and I wasn't quite ready Ready. yeah (laughs) um so I definitely set it down for a while and couldn't pick it up back up but I did and it happened and I'm like holy shit I think I'm probably gonna finish the book this week um, and then it's really good and that is just a novel so not based on true events but this other book that I'm actually listening to on audiobook because the author is narrating it and I felt it was really important to hear this story in her voice is Know My Name by Chanel dang it what's her last name Miller Chanel Miller yeah she I is, think that's on the shit you should care about book club list they started a book club and yeah. I think that's a recent book that they did do you know who she is no so um she you might be familiar with the name emily doe from the stanford sexual assault case yeah that's she, her she's emily doe she's emily doe 
Um, and so this is technically a memoir of hers, but it is her version of events, mm-hmm. living life as Emily Doe, while also knowing that she's Chanel Miller. Yeah. So she, wow, it's it's beautiful and really hard. Um, if you are sensitive to this type of content, take your time, but it mm-hmm. is important. And she is so strong. Um, I'm only in chapter three and it's like, it's really good. It's important. Somewhat related to that. I'd also, <clears throat> I would recommend, um, Demi Lovato's documentary oh that she's gosh. releasing in pieces called Dancing with the Devil. Yeah, on YouTube. Um, also full of a lot of triggering stuff related to drugs and alcohol and addiction and sexual assault as well. Yeah, um, so good. But so important to watch. Mm-hmm. And just like if you have ever found yourself, it's interesting because the most recent episode, they interview someone from like her rehab facility. Mm-hmm. Um, and he... You know, he talks about, well, it's so easy to be like to blame the person when you're not the person that has the addiction and be like, why are you continuing to do this? Why can't you just get better? How can you keep letting relapses happen? And so if you ever find yourself asking yourself that question about people who do drugs or who, you know, have addictions, like I think it's helpful to because it gives you an insight as to what she's thinking and how she's working through it and how like what was motivating her mm-hmm. and what trauma she dealt with silently that led her to do things like this exactly so. oh my gosh it's so powerful and even her um previous documentary i think it's called simply complicated mm-hmm. it's also streaming on youtube so check all of those out are all the episodes out yet no they've <laughs> done three parts i think there's at least one more and they're doing them like weekly at yeah. this point uh, were those all of them? Oh, my, I have two documentaries as well. And these are kind of related to what we're going to talk about and maybe the series that we're about to start with this episode. I don't know. We don't know what we're doing. Um. We're starting a series. <laughs> we are. Um, it's what the first one. I think you recommended it to me on HBO and it's the child star. Um, shit. What's it called? We, I can never remember the name of this. It's about child star, child actors. Showbiz kids. Showbiz kids. That is the name on HBO max. I watched that last night. Yeah. And then, uh, similarly related to that on Hulu is kid 90. Hmm. And this one is, um, Soleil. So, Moonfry? Yeah, Soleil Moonfry. Fire. From Sabrina Fry. the Teenage Witch? Yeah. And wow. Punky Brewster, if you know the 90s sitcom. Wait, she's who you were talking about that one day? She plays Punky Brewster? Yeah. Oh, I didn't As know. As a child. That. I didn't know that was her. So, this is her collection of home movies, home tapes, mm-hmm. VHS, whatever. Um, and interviews with all of the other young stars that were her friends um and the tragedy that a lot of them lived through during that time really important as well but also trigger warnings for substance abuse and suicide we're on a trend here (laughs) when I like something I go all in (laughs) I mean not that I like these things but when I find that they make me feel something Mm -hmm. (laughs) I go all in um and I think she 
she memorialized a lot of them at the end. I think there was like eight people. Wow. Um, from her friend group that ended up not surviving in one way or another. Um, yeah, it's just really cool. I was just thinking about it earlier that like child stars or young Hollywood now always has cameras in front of them Mm -hmm. and they know it. They're very much aware of their online presence, their social media presence, anything captured on videotape is instantly going to be in the hands and the eyes of millions upon millions of people. Oh, Mm -hmm. shoot. The fireworks. Okay, we're back. Sorry about that. Slight pause for SeaWorld's uh, nightly fireworks that they've started back up again. Yep. Lovely. Um, (laughs) So we left off talking about how celebrities nowadays are accustomed to cameras and like, Mm -hmm. you know, it changes their personality a little bit. We, It's imperceptible to us because that's how they're growing up. Mm-hmm. But these kids back in the 90s, they're coming of age and they were all friends with each other, which I'm sure like they, child stars are nowadays too. Mm-hmm. Like they are able to just hang out with each other. We just don't see that side of it. But since she was able to just like take her video camera everywhere, they were like literally every single one of her friends was famous. That's so crazy to me. (laughs) Why do I not have any famous friends? I know. And I'm trying to get famous for everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, I think I'm the most famous person I know. But it was like, it's just, I don't know. I'm super nostalgic for that to be like normal again. I feel so, I feel so much empathy towards young Hollywood now. It just seems very, very lonely. Exactly. And I think the more people that we cover in this series are going to do, that's going to be a very common denominator for a lot of them is they're going, they're going to have isolation either while they're growing up, like they're going to be like sheltered from other things or mm-hmm. they're going to be isolated, not by choice, maybe. Right. Well, I think that's kind of a good segue yeah. into what are we talking about so this week. So Ashley and I, if you listen to last week's episode, we had no idea what we were going to do. <laughs> but we had April. a lot of ideas. <laughs> yeah. um, and we've talked about a lot of things and we've kind of like there's always been topics that we really want to dive more into and that Mm -hmm. there's so many more people that we could discuss that are related Mm -hmm. and so we have decided to do a couple of different series and so they're not going to be every single week um and we don't know like how many we're going to do in each series it's going to be kind of play it by ear Mm -hmm. but we're starting with our first series which is going to be about child stars <laughs> and what happens to them as they grow up yeah. and where they're at now because it's very fascinating and we're talking like child stars from like when we were kids or like maybe even a little bit older than us yeah like nothing I would say past like the 2000s would be a good place to start yeah I wish I had a great introduction for her I mean I think she'll we'll just do Amanda 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 show bring in the dancing lobsters <laughs> Amanda Bynes yes where where is she I a lot of people are wondering a lot of people are wondering but it's kind of surprising to me how little it's actually talked about yeah 
until, I mean, after the Free Britney movement really gained traction in February with what we talked about a few episodes ago. Go check it out. Um, she kind of came out of seclusion Mm -hmm. and posted a video that was like a self-taped selfie posing Mm -hmm. I want to talk about something controversial and that's my conservatorship yeah and I don't think I mean I certainly didn't know you texted me and I said what I said WTF yeah I had no idea that she Amanda Bynes has been under conservatorship for several years as well yeah um and that is shocking because she did kind of just fall off of the tabloids. She did. And I mean, it's very, there's a lot, there's so many similarities between her and Brittany Mm -hmm. in regards to like what we have seen of her in recent years, Mm -hmm. like how she's portrayed in the media. Um, And it's just, it's very interesting because it's one has such a, one is such a bigger deal, it seems, in the public eye. Yeah. And one is not. And I understand because Amanda Bynes is on the same level of celebrity as Britney Spears, but mm-hmm. she also doesn't deserve to be in a conservatorship if she is of sound mind and can make decisions. Right. I think there is definitely a little bit more discussion about her mental health mm-hmm. um, compared to where Britney's may or may not be. Um, because there was like some very, very concerning behavior. Absolutely. But before we get into Amanda Bynes, I do want to bring up that today there was a story on E! News. Did you see what um, was shared in our free Britney message today on Instagram? Oh, yeah. So this Chriselle person who apparently was on Selling Sunset. Um, <laughs> I have seen that show. It's I, actually all right. I didn't watch it, but um, <laughs> she commented on a recent uh, dancing video of Britney and was like, instead of because Britney commented on the video, like her caption for the video included her reaction to framing Britney Spears and yeah. was saying, I'm hurt by how they portrayed me. She's embarrassed and, and she cried about the way that she was portrayed and whatever in the the little bit of the documentary that she did see. Yeah. And so this person, Chriselle, commented and was like, how about instead of dancing, like you sit there and you say these words mm-hmm. because like I'm assuming she, like many other people, don't believe that Britney's running her own social media account at this point. And if you listen to our episode, we talk a little bit about how that's a conspiracy. Mm -hmm. And so her comment got deleted and she just is like, Britney would never delete a comment like that. Mm -hmm. So that's another reason why I don't believe that it's her. So just an update on the whole Britney Spears. Yeah, it's definitely interesting because Chriselle is somebody who has an, a substantial following mm-hmm. on her social media as well. And she was getting a lot of likes on that comment. Somebody did screenshot it before it was deleted by mm-hmm. the Britney Spears profile. So she has the evidence that it yeah. well, it did exist on that post um, and that we don't often see that a lot of people are saying that she Britney's going in and deleting comments that are not portraying her in the best light because her comments are filled with people being like this ain't Britney like yeah this this is all fake these you didn't write this we want you to like share your story we want you to talk we're here to listen all that kind of stuff and she's not deleting those yeah but this comment because it was somebody from like a little bit higher up in the influence of social media 
called her out and was like, it'd be nice if you just spoke these words instead of writing them in a, your description or your caption mm-hmm. got, gets deleted. It's almost like reaffirming that like you don't want that message to be spread too far. Very interesting development. Yeah. Thinking of Brittany always hoping that she is just safe and okay. Yeah, I just hope she's happy. Same. But on to somebody else who I don't know if she's fucking happy. I don't know. I'm very concerned still. I'm very concerned for Amanda <laughs> Bynes. So I went down this hole like kind of when she was on Twitter and like posting very strange videos of herself looking under the influence of something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was obsessed for a while. And then I just like it just all kind of went away. Yeah. And we were all just like, oh, blinders are on. We're distracted. You know, it's so easy for us to bounce from like controversy to controversy these days. Totally. But I'm glad that she's getting a little bit more attention and that we're able to share a little bit more detail about her story and how she got to this point. And maybe we can add to the momentum of Free Amanda just as as much as Free Britney has, has helped. So, yeah, let's dig into it. Do you want to just, like, go over Amanda's life? Yeah, let's uh, – yeah, I have some <laughs> notes. Um, so, actually, my first note, and I'm, like, so basic of me, but she's an Aries, which I found very interesting because we're in Aries season oh, right yeah. now, so it's kind of just meant to be. True. Um, but so Amanda Vines was born in 1986, which makes her five years older than me. Four years older than me. So if I'm putting that into perspective, like I'm going to think about what I was doing at these ages when she's having all this stuff happen to her. Mm -hmm. I find that's like an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. But so when she was seven years old is when she started acting. Mm -hmm. And she attended this comedy camp. Yeah. With Arsenio Hall. Yeah. At the Los Angeles Laugh Factory. She's seven years old attending a comedy camp. I remember seeing like clips of her performing a stand-up routine as a seven-year-old. Bananas to me. She was, she had chops too. Like she knew comedic timing, you know? It's crazy. Yeah, she had talent for sure. Natural talent. Absolutely. So while she's at this comedy camp, that's when she gets discovered by an agent and the agent tells her, you have to audition for this Nickelodeon sketch comedy for children Yeah, called All That. If you have never seen any of this show, I feel bad for you because it, w- it was such a gem for us yes. growing up. Literally, it was SNL. It was Mad TV, but for kids. Absolutely. And... Keenan is on SNL, SNL. now, and I that's where he got, got his start. Thinking about it because like, it's like there's so many of them that should have ended up on SNL. Yeah, you know, and there's other stories within all that that we could cover too. But it's crazy. Yeah. She was like, yeah, and she, she was, was the youngest one on the cast. Very young too. Um, and she stole all of our hearts with that. Like this little girl doing comedy with teenagers Mm -hmm. like so much older and so much more mature than her and she is holding her own yeah absolutely she holds her own enough that she gets her own show Mm -hmm. and so she's on Nickelodeon from 1996 until 2002 so she's 10 years old yeah when she goes on the show and like you said the rest of the cast is teenagers yeah so that's just crazy to me 
Um, but so she after so she stars on all that for a couple of seasons, and then she gets her own show, The Amanda Show, in mm-hmm. 1999. My mom hated The Amanda Show, <laughs> <laughs> but I had it on every chance I could get. Absolutely, it was hilarious to me. So freaking funny, <laughs> like, and she was so cool. Like I watched it for like her opening, like. The cold open. I watched it to see what outfits she was wearing, how she had her hair done. I thought she would like she was my best friend. I couldn't wait to watch Amanda. Yeah, I I feel that same way. Like I loved watching the Amanda show. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was so funny and it was so unlike the rest <laughs> of the TV shows that we were that like were available to yeah. us. Like, it was like the weirdest comedy. It was very off the strange. Wall. Yeah. Like it it was weird for Nickelodeon, I think. Like, Nickelodeon was weird, but it maybe would have been okay on Comedy Central. Yeah, it definitely, yeah. It, it's, yeah. I, <laughs> it went it went to some weird places sometimes, but we kept, we kept watching it, and we watched all the reruns. Yeah, but so she received multiple, like, um, Kids' Choice Awards mm-hmm. for The Amanda Show, and, like, actually, like, critics, like, liked it. Like, yeah. she, like, even adults, like, they, she got really good reviews for her show. I mean, just this kid that was, like, literally running a show, the star, as so young, was so able to be so professional and jump into all these different characters and yeah. just make us laugh day after day. Um, I have here that um, during the time also Hillary Duff to Disney Channel was uh Amanda Bynes for Nickelodeon. Ooh, okay, I like that comparison. Yeah, I think a lot of people want to go Lindsay Lohan. I yeah, a little bit, but, but Lindsay it, Lohan never had a TV show. Yeah, like it was a little Hillary bit did. later on that I think when Amanda becomes more of like later teens that mm-hmm. she compares or they compare to Lindsay Lohan. And then so she's on. She has the Amanda Show from 1999 until 2002. And then in 2002 is when she starts starring in movies. Mm-hmm. Her first like breakout movie role was on Big Fat Liar. Yeah. With Frankie Muniz, who's also a child star who probably has some interesting stuff going on in his life. Yeah. Thanks to Malcolm in the Middle. Um, and she also that same year stars in a new show, which is more like an adult show called What I Like About You on the WB, mm-hmm. which no longer exists either. In case you were wondering, it's now the CW. <laughs> oh, the WB. The WB. Yeah. I like I watched a lot of What I Like About You. So I just started it today. I never watched it before. Really? Yeah, it's on HBO Max. Oh my gosh. So all the seasons are on that because I love Jenny Garth. I have no idea why I never watched it. Like maybe I just, my dad didn't allow me to watch it. Mm. Like there were certain like WB shows that like were too yeah. adult for me because my father <laughs> thinks that I'm seven forever. <laughs> um, that's a interesting. I don't know why he wouldn't want you to watch it because I feel like it's still a pretty wholesome show. There's definitely, it's like you and I have talked about how like on Boy Meets World, like there's certain things that you're just like, they just don't hold up anymore. And there's just a lot of comments like alluding to sex, like Jenny Garth's boyfriend just really wants to have sex with her like all the time. Oh yeah. And so he's just like, he's saying, but the sister is totally a cock block. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. And so he's always, yeah. So it's just interesting because there's a ton of like innuendos. Yeah. But it's never like explicitly said. And they went over all of our heads anyway. I watched. 
watched Friends with that guy. With yeah. my dad. That guy. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> this guy, my dad. Yeah. And there was a lot of like innuendos and suggestive yeah. content. So in who those knows shows. why I didn't watch it. So what I like about you runs for four seasons until 2006. And so at this time. And she's so, around like 17. Right. So yeah. In 2002 is when it starts. And she would have been 17 then. She is she would have been okay. She's I know how to math. Yeah, I'm looking at my notes because (laughs) I have certain things written down. Um, but so while that show is still airing, she is 16 on the show, and she's admitted that that's when she started smoking weed. Mm -hmm. Like most other kids in America, like you're in high school, yeah, you start smoking, especially in California. I feel like it is like it maybe is more prevalent or like I don't want to say like normal or common, yeah, in California. True, probably. Maybe I I don't know. I have no idea. It's just my perspective. Yeah, I didn't go to high school in other states, so I don't really know. But but like when I was 16, everyone either smoked weed or like did like hated weed because they like had yeah. a bad experience whatever but you knew what it smelled like yeah totally. <laughs> um so she starts smoking weed so you know that she's happens. just you know it's a gateway <laughs> totally <laughs> but the next year in 2003 she's 17 years old and she's on the cover of vanity fair like i can't imagine ever being on the cover of a huge magazine like that let alone being 17 years old mm-hmm. and it be- not being like teen vogue or what was it j14 yeah. tiger beat it was an adult magazine. Yeah. Very adult magazine for a 17 year old. Mm-hmm. And I think at this time, cause like I, like I said, I started watching what I like about you. And so she's around the same age and she seems very mature for her age. And mm-hmm. I think she always has seemed very mature. I mean, mm-hmm. she was 10 years old on a show with teenagers, yeah. you know? So I think like maybe that it wasn't as weird for her to be on it. But for me, I find that very interesting. Yeah. Because I just think of Vanity Fair being such an adult, like, elegant, like, classy type of thing. Like, I don't know what her cover even looked like, but I just know she was on the cover. I imagine as a 17-year-old ever being on the cover of any magazine, what that may feel like and how you may critique yourself. And so to be on a magazine of this stature, it might be even worse. Was it the episode um, where they, the one where all the teen stars were part of it? Because um, I um, possibly I have her on the cover with um, who else is in here? The Olsen twins, Mandy Moore and Hillary Duff. Yeah, this has to be it because it says it's July two thousand three. So it's not just her then on the cover. Yeah, but still she's on the cover with these other same level celebrity teenage celebrity yeah on this huge magazine i have i don't let me look up the year really quick because she did pose for another magazine which i thought okay it was in 2010 so a few years after that she was on the cover of maxim which is definitely a move towards womanhood and that's interesting (laughs) given what i have that happens in 2010 for her while she's still 17 (laughs) our timeline is so good here um was when she tried to seek emancipation from her parents yes 
but was denied. Do you did you find anything out about why it was denied? No, Me neither. Just that her parents still wanted to have control over her finances, basically. Yeah, which is even sad. though she was a year from adulthood anyway. And we should note too that like her parents come from like middle class, like working class. Her dad's a dentist. Yeah. And her mom, I think, is like the admin for the dentistry office right. or something. So it's not like they were they knew, you know, really what upper class or like Hollywood money was like I'm sure that all of this happening really rapidly for their daughter was a bit of a culture shock true but they also live in Thousand Oaks which is a very privileged part of Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and so although like they themselves like weren't super well off like I wouldn't say that they were wealthy or rich or anything like that Mm -hmm. but they were probably surrounded by a lot of it yeah and so they wanted to keep it in control Mm -hmm. I would assume for sure and at at this time like Amanda still has like a squeaky clean image Mm -hmm. it's not like she was partying young or caught going out like some of the other teens child stars at this time like she was still very much like had squeaky clean image so for them to say like no we don't trust you to control your own money was weird especially because she was so mature for her age um so we'll jump forward a little bit I guess to 2010 so in 2006 she's the man which is based on Shakespeare's 12th night um is released so that's her movie with Channing Tatum which she says she's the reason he's got he got the job I don't know how <laughs> I loved this is. movie because I was also a soccer player at the time it was the best for me I think I got it on DVD for Christmas and I was very happy I did not like this movie ever <laughs> like it's not one of my favorite Amanda Bynes movies to go back and rewatch. she was quoted as saying that she also doesn't really like this performance of hers in this film because she's like dressed up as a boy um and is like put in you know unflattering for her feminine figure clothing mm-hmm. and she just really started to have like body dysmorphia after that because she didn't like seeing herself as a boy um I have that written down that she hated her appearance and what mm-hmm. she looked like in character because she was a girl dressed as a boy yeah um and then immediately following she's the man she's in the movie hairspray in 2007 and the movie itself and everyone that's in it receives like critical acclaim. Like everybody loved that movie. Yeah. I love that movie. I, I also think it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but she tells people close to her that she hated her performance in the movie. I don't know. There's no details about what she hated about it. It may have been what her appearance was like in that as well. She was like the quirky sidekick. Yeah. But maybe she, at this point she's done like she doesn't Mm want to be that character anymore yeah she wants to be well I definitely know that she wanted to be taken more seriously and kind of transition out of this comedic image Mm -hmm. this goofy girl goofy American girl um that everybody was typecasting her as yeah and so before I started what I like about you earlier today I also watched what a girl wants which is her movie with Colin Firth and she's um he's her father but she never knew who he was isn't he like in London or something yeah Yeah. that's a good movie yeah it's really cute but she's a hundred percent just that goofy comedic character Mm -hmm. like no one really takes and like it's even worse because it is like that's her character is like the American that like is too funny and like the British people like don't understand that because they're all prim and proper type of thing (laughs) she disrupts their lives which I find so funny because my experience with British people is that they're very crass. 
So the stereotype yeah. is hilarious to me. So anyway. it was just interesting to see her in that same character. Like she is very much the same character in the majority of the roles that right. she has. Yeah. Um, Which can be frustrating for an actor. Absolutely. When you feel like your entire life since you were 10 years old, you've been stuck. Written playing. off as the goofy sidekick. Yeah. It's definitely something that I read that like Jim Carrey struggled with mm-hmm. as well. Like, you don't want to be written off that way. You do want to be taken seriously or like just be more well-rounded as a performer. Absolutely. Especially if you want to take your acting career seriously or and like have longevity. Con- in the uh, HBO documentary that we can't remember the name of. Showbiz Kids. In Showbiz Kids, um, the guy who plays the little boy in E.T., who's still a very successful actor. I didn't connect it until I was watching this last night that he's the guy in... Um, the Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Bly yeah. Manor. I was like, holy shit, that's the little boy from E.T. Yeah. I'm very proud of him for still like staying consistent. Yeah. And I think that's when they do a lot of projects that mm-hmm. come off as weird to us as the audience. Yeah. Because we're just like, wait, why are you doing that? Like, you know, like that we're just so used to seeing them in a specific role that it's hard for us to see them in something else. Exactly. Even if they still do a great performance, like you can appreci- appreciate it, but it usually takes some time mm-hmm. and some convincing to be like, OK, they can do this. Yeah. And that sucks. That's hard. Uh, one thing that shocked me, which we're heading into territory where everything is going to start shocking me. Um, <laughs> she dated Seth MacFarlane. Who's Seth MacFarlane? The creator of Family Guy. Oh. In, what's the, is there an age difference there? In 2008, she dates, she starts dating Seth MacFarlane after being a guest star on Family Guy. She's 22 and there's a 13 year age gap between them. <sighs> no idea how long they dated. I just think that when you're 22, 13 years is a lot more. Absolutely. Than it is in any other phase in your life. Maybe like if you're younger, then yeah, it's definitely more. But like until you're like mid to late 20s, age differences matter yeah. I, to me at least. Absolutely. Um, I just know for me personally, if I was 22 dating somebody 13 years older than me, it probably would not end well. No. Or that there's ulterior motives that's the word i was looking for (laughs) yeah it gives me like the heebie-jeebies to think about it and like it's partly because like i feel like seth mcfarlane has been 40 years old ever since i've known who he was (laughs) and like he obviously hasn't been but Mm -hmm. i mean so she's 22 and he's 13 years older than he's 35 so he's almost 40 in 2008 like that's wild that's a big difference i also just kind of briefly wrote a note that she does end up dating a lot of her co-stars which are usually several years older than her while she's still a teen to early 20s i didn't write any other more specifics there was a little bit i didn't really want to go too much into this and you can definitely do more research if it does fascinate you but it just really kind of creeped me out that when she was seeking her emancipation um, she wanted to move in with the producer of the Amanda show and his quote unquote wife. I wish you guys could see my face. Yeah. And there's a lot of um, sort of hashtag me Too stories about this producer. No way. I didn't even write his oh. name down because we Why don't, would we we don't need to spend him. any more time yeah. on him. Um, but yeah, if Yikes. you're interested in that. Oh, I want to shout out a couple of the YouTube uh, series that I watched while doing my quote unquote very serious research. Mila Tequila YouTube channel and Sloan 
YouTube channel, but Sloan is with a four instead of an A. They both did really good deep dives into Amanda's life and where she is now. Well, shout out to them. Yeah. But the same year in 2008 is when she starts, she starts filming the movie Postgrad, which actually Alexis Bledel ends up starring in. Is this the one that she backed out of like halfway through? There's two that she Okay. Does. So the first one is Postgrad and she drops out, but doesn't give a reason to anybody. Like the public doesn't know the reason. So rumors start swirling that there's personal stuff going down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she doesn't really do much in, from 2008 until 2010 when she has two different movies that she is going to be in. The first one she does complete, which is Easy A with Emma Stone. And everyone seems to love that movie. Mm-hmm. Like Critics like it. Is that the, the last audience. movie that she's been in? Yes. And what year was that? 2010. So she's been dark for 11 years. Yes. Because once she's done filming Easy A... She was also filming, going to go in to filming the movie Hall Pass, Mm. but she drops out of that movie after filming a lot of it, breaks her contract, and... These things, like, cost money, too. Yeah, and doesn't, still doesn't give a reason, but so that obviously continues to fuel the rumors from her last movie she dropped out of, that there's shit going on that none of us know about. Yeah, or that she's just too difficult to work with, or something... Yeah, and she's so unprofessional, obviously. Totally. And so when she drops out of that movie, shortly after that is when she announces an indefinite hiatus from acting. Yeah, she wants to transition into fashion design. She was attending FITM in New York. Yeah, and she did get a brand with um, some department store that ended up closing down. So her, her clothing line closed with it Mm -hmm. Um, and she had several attempts to like try to rebrand herself as a designer but were unsuccessful around the same time that she is trying to get in these different types of roles and dropping out or that the movies aren't doing as well as Mm -hmm. she thought they would so it's a tough time for her she's very unsure where her career is going it's a tough time to be Amanda Bynes in 2010. Yeah, somewhere along the way, she discovered Adderall as well. Yes. So before she starts filming Easy A, she goes to the doctor and fakes having symptoms of ADD in order to get prescribed Adderall, which was known at the time in Hollywood as the skinny pill. I will, you know, I think it's safe to assume if she's going for something called referenced as the skinny pill, it has to do with her mounting body image issues. Yeah. She's constantly saying that she doesn't like how she looks in films. Yes. And Um, she's quoted, she's told people that she would be sitting in her trailer before her scenes Chewing tablets of Adderall. And so I really want to go back and watch Easy A just to see, like, if she's able to hide it. Because if yeah. you're chewing tablets of Adderall before you're acting, I feel like you have to be showing signs of, like, something going on. Being high. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> because if you're not, like, if you aren't diagnosed with what this drug is made for, it gives you crazy symptoms of, like, crazy effects of a high. Yes, I know someone who took an Adderall pill one time and had never taken it before and was told it was a certain amount and it was a higher amount. Oh, God. And they took the whole pill when they were only supposed to take half. Mm. And they were up for three days. Oh, no. Like neurotic 
three day like manic. You don't need it. Don't take it. Don't take drugs that are not prescribed to you. Absolutely. (laughs) Um and for those who aren't familiar, Adderall is a prescribed amphetamine drug and functions similarly to the illicit methamphetamine, aka meth drug. Um, so and- if you become addicted to this, you're not supposed to, like you're not you don't suffer from a condition that would help if you took it. Mm-hmm. You're essentially getting hooked on an amphetamine. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to end well. No. Because usually with amphetamines, you have to take more and more and more to continue feeling the same effect. Absolutely. And it's like you think you're getting around it because you're taking something called Adderall. But For your quote unquote ADHD. Correct. But if but it, it's functioning the same thing as meth. And if you're taking it as often as you are, as she is taking it at this time, it's almost it's just as bad as doing meth. It's just you're feeling a little bit better about it because it's not illegal. Right. You got a prescription for it by tricking a doctor. (laughs) How do you fake ADD symptoms, though? That's what I want to know. Like, just act like (laughs) I don't know. I'm not sure because I'm convinced that we both actually have it. Like, oh, (laughs) so we just act like us all the time. But eventually, like, you, if you need to be taking more and more and more, your prescription's going to run out faster and you're probably mm-hmm. not getting it from your doctor anymore. You're getting it from a dealer. But so, yes, at some point she's going to be running out of drugs and she can't just go refill a prescription whenever she feels like she's going to have to turn to other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's a fair assumption that while she's starting to get addicted to Adderall, um, she's also like many young people, but I would say especially celebrities as we talked about at the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. she's one of, she's like the first generation of celebrities that is having to get used to cameras yeah. following her everywhere and her pictures being everywhere mm-hmm. and being photographed when she doesn't want to be or when she doesn't look her best. Right. So, so she's probably struggling really bad with body dysmorphia. Yeah. And that's so unfortunate because I know I hate looking at pictures of myself. Yeah. And I did write down just in case, somebody who's listening isn't super familiar with what body dysmorphia is. Body dysmorphia is a mental health disorder where you can't stop thinking about one or more perceived defects or flaws in your appearance. It's literally your brain telling you when you look in the mirror, you look so fat. You look so ugly. Oh my gosh, your skin. You have so many wrinkles, your pimples. Like it's focusing on every little thing that could make you self-conscious and it's magnifying it. And it affects about 2.4% of the global population, which is pretty high. That's pretty significant. And I can relate. I think I, I was going to say, I think everyone I know either currently suffers from it or has suffered from it. Mm-hmm. And it like, it's very equal between men and women too. Like it's not just like a, a mental disorder that really just affects one or the other. Yeah. Um, and I think, doesn't she do some plastic surgery? I at think some so, point? but I couldn't find anything like what she's had done. Yeah. Well, we do know her face is changing. And this could be a side effect of the chemicals she's putting in her body or of seeking out plastic, plastic surgery. surgery or like, you know, injections and stuff like that. So right now I'm at 2000, I'm ending 2010. I have a few run ins with. 
hit and runs, caught by the paparazzi, and a DUI arrest. She essentially gets a slap on the wrist for that. Like, she doesn't really get charged with anything. She doesn't go to jail. She gets three years of probation. Yeah, and Lindsay Lohan even tweets, like, how is this Nickelodeon star spending no time in jail while I had to go to jail? Fucking, <laughs> fucking Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. I, read the room. <laughs> read the room, Lindsay. Also, the, there was quite a rivalry between them, it seemed like, because people were starting to see Lindsay Lohan as a sexual object. Yeah. But nobody was seeing poor Amanda as sexual. She just really wanted to be sexualized and wasn't getting what she needed um which i don't know which is worse i don't know either they're they both end up making a lot of the same mistakes mm-hmm. so it's just like apparently like it didn't matter like i it'd be interesting to see what would have happened if they the roles had been reversed like would they have both ended up where they are i don't know we should pull a freaky friday on them <laughs> such a good movie <laughs> we just watched it we well did. not just several months ago yeah, it's on disney plus or yeah. it used to be who knows <laughs> but she continues to claim that she doesn't drink yeah even though she got a dui i love somebody that just continues to deny 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 the truth when we literally have the facts right in front of us like yeah. i'm just like oh so you are just delusional okay yeah I mean, she's definitely has some delusions going on. And that she will totally does. continue. But she does not slow down. She ramps up. She does ramp up. And at some point, she ends up back in New York, unsure what she's doing. Maybe she's back in school. Who knows? Yeah. She said she's retired from acting again, even though I think she already retired a few years ago. She's retired up for sure. Um, and is moving to New York to start another fashion line. Um, and this was from an interview she did with People Magazine. Got it. So it's 2013. So she goes back <laughs> to New York and she's just chilling in the lobby of her apartment building smoking weed. Yeah. Her neighbors hate her and <laughs> wherever she moved to in New York um, complained all the time to building management that her apartment reeks of weed. Yeah. And she's smoking in public areas. Which is, it's not legal in New York at the time. Yes. So this is an arrestable offense. Yes. So she's smoking in the lobby of the building and the cops get called. And she's like, oh shit. (laughs) Runs up to her 36th floor. 36th floor in New York City. Apartment. And runs away from the police. The police are like, we're just going to come to your door. We know where you live. Absolutely. (laughs) So they knock on the door and... As they're coming into her apartment, she throws her bong out the window. She claimed it was a a vase. Of her 36th floor apartment in New York City. Yeah. um, One of the videos that I was watching, she actually did the math. If this quote unquote vase weighs about a pound and a half to three pounds with velocity, it would have hit the ground going 70 miles an hour. That could be wrong. I don't math. Um, but like that would have killed someone if it hit them. So she gets charged with reckless endangerment as she should. You (laughs) can't throw a glass object out of your 36 floor window. Yeah. And like, especially if your apartment smells like weed. Yeah. Like you're busted. There's nothing working in your favor here. So she gets arrested for reckless endangerment and for being in possession of marijuana. But then again, (laughs) like. She doesn't really suffer a lot of consequences when these things are happening. Like, it's not like she's going, like, she's not serving any, like, 
you know, like when celebrities are like, oh, I have to serve 10 days in jail. Like, yeah, she didn't even have to do that. She didn't really have to do much. Like she's everything's getting dropped down to like misdemeanors for mm-hmm. her. So she's because she was off, America's sweetheart. <laughs> she's getting off pretty easy. Um, that is until later 2013. She's back home in Thousand Oaks and she's just lighting a fire in somebody's driveway. Yeah, it was like by her parents' house, which mm-hmm. I don't know if her parents moved into her house or what it was, but it was like a, the house of a little old lady. Yeah. She lights the driveway on fire while she has Amanda has her dog with her and then runs away <laughs> and runs like the police are already coming and people are like, it was this lady running away with her dog. <laughs> <laughs> she She's goes not very good at the fleeing. She, no. Um she goes into a liquor store and the security footage is like so weird of this. There's like other people in the liquor store. She just like comes in. I think she's wearing a wig and oh, goes to the employee's bathroom because it's probably you know what I mean like in most places if there's any sort of homeless population they're not going to open the bathroom to the public unless yeah. it's like a gas station but it's just a liquor store yeah um which is different <laughs> um and the guy he's like he's got people that he needs to like check out at the register and he's like what the heck like somebody just <laughs> went into the employee bathroom so he's like hang on a second abandons everybody else in the liquor store to like get her out and like follows her out so she's acting strange enough and then the cops catch her <laughs> and they arrest her and they place her on a 72 hour like hold and this is like a men- mental health hold yes like the- a 5150 yes so it's similar to one i don't think they've ever confirmed it but i i believe that that's what happened to britney spears right before she went into the conservatorship Uh, is she had to go um like have a mental health evaluation yeah and i think her people said like it was her choice like she went willingly but i'm pretty sure the same thing happened to her it was like this or jail yeah because you're fucking up yeah and it's public at this point so she gets placed in the 72 hour hold slash observation basically they want to make sure that she's not going to do anything else erratic and that she's not going to hurt herself or somebody else Mm -hmm. that's what they're trying to do um, while she's in the 72 hour hold, that's when her parents request the conservatorship. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is in, I believe her, the incident where she lights the driveway on fire is in July of 2013. And then mm-hmm. in August, 2013 is when a temporary conservatorship gets granted to her mom. It, the, everything I found just said her mom got granted the first one, not parents. Yeah. I, I only have that her mom was ever the one holding the conservatorship. Every time she's like released from these arrests, she goes on Twitter rants claiming like, I don't drink. I'm allergic to alcohol. I don't take drugs. I only smoke tobacco out of my vase. And whenever like people clap back at her, she calls them ugly. She goes on an ugly tirade calling everybody from like, there's a long ass list, but like, Michelle Obama was in there. She called her ugly. She called her father ugly. During all this, I do want to note that like nobody's really talking about her mental health. No. They're just like talking about her like being on uh, drugs. Her drug use. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're focused on. And they're just here to watch the show. I do want to highlight 
like I've said this, I'm going to repeat myself, but like the, the similarities between her and Britney Spears are like, it's creepy to me to like look at their scenarios and mm-hmm. to look at once their conservatorship starts, like what starts it, like how it's gone since it started. It's all very, it's eerily similar. And so in the same way that Britney Spears is in a conservatorship where she has no control mm-hmm. over her finances, over literally her daily decisions and her life in general. Right. Amanda's is the same way. Everything has to be approved by her parents. And this is going to become more relatable as we get closer to like today, to current times, because she can't even choose to get married mm-hmm. if she wants to. She has to get it approved by the conservatorship. At this time, she lost control of all of her social media accounts. So she had a Twitter that was remaining active, but it was being run by her mom. There was a rumored Twitter to be her. Yeah. Faking, you know, pretend like using a fake name and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But it was never 100% confirmed that it was her. Mm -hmm. And then just a reminder for those of you who haven't listened to our episode about um, Britney Spears's conservatorship. Conservatorships are really reserved normally for elderly people or for people with health issues that prevent them from being able to make decisions yeah and that maybe are at risk of being like financially scammed by other entities and so they need some they want somebody to help them make financial decisions so that way they don't spend all their money on a scam type of thing right a movie that i want to watch and it's been on my list for a little while but i definitely need to probably watch it tonight or tomorrow on netflix i care a lot it's about a lady who is like a scammer conservator She scams old people into conservatorships. Wow. So I want to watch that. I do want to bring up, you brought up some of the tweets that she was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So in addition to the celebrities or the people that Ashley already named, she goes and she adds to the list Miley Cyrus, Chrissy Teigen, and Lance Bass calling all of them ugly. And then she also brings in her co-worker from Hairspray, Zac Efron, and calls him ugly, which first of all, he's not ugly. He is so pretty. (laughs) I think everyone is in a general consensus. He is pretty. We all like to look at him. So Mm -hmm. you lion. But the one that I think really set off everything is her tweeting Drake. Oh, yeah. She wants Drake. She tweets, I want Drake and tags him, like includes his app. So all of these celebrities are getting these notifications from Amanda Bynes tweets. She says, I want at Drake to murder my vagina, but then follows it with comments about how ugly he is. Yeah. And so after she does this, Rihanna steps in and then she goes after Rihanna. And Rihanna ain't ugly either, girl. Well, okay, this kind of just goes to speak towards her her body dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, she wants everybody to feel as ugly as she feels. Mm -hmm. So she straight up just calls them ugly, which like yet another insult. So lame. It's so funny to me. Yeah, but it's it's also like she doesn't see people clearly mm-hmm. given like the delusions that she's under. But it's also like the way that she kind of goes back and forth on her opinions of people mm-hmm. reminds me of just maybe bipolar or some dissociation, some things going on here. She needs a proper diagnosis. Yes. 
And then the last tweet that I find fucking hilarious because it's also like read the room is Courtney Love tweeting her to get it together. <laughs> I do remember that. Like Courtney Love, like imagine anyone telling Courtney Love to get it together. She would have open fire Flipped on them. out. Yeah. So she's, I think that's hilarious. She's also claiming that like all the pictures that publicized of her from the paparazzi and stuff of her like uh, walking around looking very disheveled or different colored hair or wearing wigs and stuff. She just goes on Twitter and is like, that's not me, guys. Those pictures are fake. Those are not of me. So she just, she, even when she looks at pictures of herself, she doesn't recognize herself mm-hmm. or she just ain't taking ownership of how <laughs> ratchet she's looking. I'm not sure. I'm like, I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> it's drunk Victoria. We don't know her. <laughs> we don't know her. But yeah, I just, I really feel for her. I know that she um, was quiet for a while. And then re- she kind of starts popping up again last year. I was trying to find some social media accounts, like active ones of her. And I didn't honestly look that hard, but it just searching her name, I couldn't really find them. So I'm not sure where these um, posts are being posted or if they were taken down or deactivated. But in March of last year, March 17th, 2020, she posted pictures of her fiance and her and a sonogram announcing that she was pregnant. So, yeah, in March 2020, I have she announces her engagement to Paul Michael, which he has two first names so I don't trust them already um whom she met in AA and she so she posts about their engagement but shortly after there are posts on both of their accounts that they have broken up but they state that they were both hacked I think you guys were just going through something so after they cleared the air and they're not broken up she posts a picture of the sonogram leading people to believe that they were announcing their pregnancy but the post is deleted and her lawyer is later later confirms that they are not pregnant this that's some strange behavior I do want to say that in the time between her tweet rampage calling everybody ugly <laughs> she also and you alluded to this she also talks about She makes allegations against her father. Yeah. And she states that she was sexually and emotionally abused by him. And after her parents are adamantly and publicly saying none of this is true. like Yeah, that it's just like another um, example of her her, mental state. Then she retracts her statements, but does say the microchip in her head made her say all of those things. But because her father is the one who advocated for her to get the microchip in her head, it's the reason why she called him out. Well, that's an interesting conspiracy that I would love to see proof of. But very shortly after... Or a movie. <laughs> very <laughs> shortly after she talks about the microchip in her head, she gets diagnosed with bipolar and manic depression. And when she, that happens, her parents are granted the conservatorship through August of 2020, which is still in place. Right. Her mother has control over her medical decisions. And in um, the video that she shared... Um, asking for people to pay attention to the fact that she's under conservatorship. She mentions that she's going to a treatment facility, which good. Thank you. You do need to get some treatment, but they are forcing her to go to a facility that's $5,200 a month. And she says that there should be no reason why I can't go to a medical facility for treatment that is covered by my insurance for $200 a month, mm-hmm. which makes sense. That sounds like a sound argument to me. Yeah, I do know that in her she, her recent video this year after the Framing Britney Spears came out, she also brings up that she hasn't received any of the court mandated payments 
from her estate since 2019. I don't know what her estate looks like anymore, but I feel like I read somewhere that at the time that the conservatorship was placed on her, her estimated like net worth was around $4 million. Yeah. So she has, you know, assuming that she wasn't being reckless with her money because mm-hmm. I can't find anything that she was reckless with her money because she was like we said up until you know 2010 when she starts getting addicted to Adderall like she's no she's fairly yeah, normal she's working consistently and yeah like you would okay. assume she has a like she's has people advising her and, mm-hmm. you know it's not like with Britney Spears where like that's a huge reason why they started it was because she was going to be in debt like she was spending money that she quicker than she was making it yeah, yeah. totally um and so that just makes me really sad for her because it's just like she and she also like um can't have access to like Venmo and things like that so she can't even like her fiance can't even send her money and mm-hmm. things like that. So she can't get married to him. I don't know anything about this guy. Like I said, he has two first names. So it's a little bit weird to me. She she's quoted in 2018 um, as saying that she had been sober for four years thanks to her parents. Mm. So but in 2018, the conservatorship is renewed from August 2018 until August 2020. Yeah. So I find that kind of interesting. Um, she does apologize for all of the tweets that she sent while she was. <laughs> yeah, I saw under, that video too. Under the. She says she was totally she drugged was out. Yeah, yeah, she admits to taking at the time of all those tweets that she was on cocaine, MDMA, and Adderall. Dang. Um, and that's, that's quite a cocktail. Yeah. And that's in addition to her actually being diagnosed bipolar. Yeah. So, and sometimes these drugs can open up different parts of your brain that will make you more susceptible to mental illness. Yeah. Or you can have like a drug induced psychosis. Yeah. I was I was looking into like bipolar and manic depression. Those two mental illnesses affect 1% of the global population, but they are closely related to other disorders. Um, usually like anxiety will trigger them, mm. but also substance abuse will trigger yeah. them. So usually if you have bipolar disorder, it usually like comes out because you had something else happening before it there's like an inciting incident yes it usually is like something triggers it totally um but it just means that while she's manic she's impulsive and on a high which shows her tweets like her tweets were incredibly manic um and then but so your high can last for days or weeks but then it is immediately followed by a depression which consists of a very negative outlook on life and other people and that's usually when people are going to do like self-harm or hurt the people closest to them usually by doing crazy things yeah (sighs) all i know is that we failed Amanda Bynes, just like yeah. we failed Britney Spears. I know. And I was, it's so weird how we were feeling so nostalgic for the time, for, you know, a simpler time. But it really just goes to show that, like, we were not the best society. Mm-hmm. We didn't, we were not protecting the people who we idolized. Mm-hmm. We were just scrutinizing them and forcing them into, like you said, this isolation where, it doesn't matter what they do. They're going to be judged for it. 
Um, and I can't imagine living a life like that or where it would take me mentally. Like my mental state is already unstable and I don't really have that many friends, you know, <laughs> like I don't have a lot of people looking at me yeah. all the time. I can't even imagine how hard it is to live yeah. when you re- reach that level of stardom. And it's so sad because they don't deserve that, especially people who've worked so hard and have such talent. It's so hard talking about Amanda Bynes because a lot of hers is stemmed from how she perceived herself mm-hmm. and how she thought we as the audience perceived her and compared herself to others. Yeah. And that just breaks my heart so much for young girls. And I know that it happens to boys, you know, too, from a very young age, mm-hmm. but as a girl, it's very hard to compare, like to sit there and not compare yourself. So you are constantly comparing yourself and then to be able to have access to things that you think are going to help you feel better, like drugs. Yeah. Um, so, like that are temporary solutions yeah. with negative consequences. Totally. It it just breaks my heart for her and it just makes me it just makes me feel bad that we're gonna be able to cover a lot of stories like this. Exactly. We need to do better by her. We need to do better by all of these celebrities. Um, and we just got to be better humans. Like I get so mad at humanity often, um, for the ways in which we are cruel because we don't deserve it on the receiving end. We don't, but there are, there are some really good humans out there that this week have been restoring my faith in humanity. So it's there. Look for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's there. It's just, it's hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, and although this is an episode about a celebrity, it's still equally as important to check in on your friends. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked, like I talked about isolation and I think that's a huge, that's going to be a huge common denominator in any of these stories that we do share in this series. And I think we can all relate. Well, we're going to sign off, but don't forget to follow us on Instagram. It is at Some Dumb Chicks Podcast. We have a Twitter. Um, we're on TikTok, too. We're also on TikTok. Very bad at posting on TikTok. I always forget about that app. But feel free to go follow us on any of those platforms. Um, don't forget to go follow us wherever you are finding our podcast. Subscribe. Leave a review if you can. That would be so amazing. Share it with your friends. Thanks for joining us for another week. Uh, signing off. This is Some Dumb Chicks. Don't forget to be kind to yourself. And be kind to others. Oh my god, I thought that was a monster. (laughs) I thought it was a chainsaw and there was a serial killer. I have been listening to too much true crime. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> I hope that that sound is picked up on the episode. Both of our faces were like terror. <laughs> we, were, we were so serious a second ago, like near tears. <laughs> Be my fans. Okay, so we got to wrap this up. Oh my God, that was so scary. Well,